The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome once again to Past Yet Present. Today we're going to continue our conversation. Michaela is here, Diego is here, a lot of -of out-of-body kids are here. And last time we talked about our ability in real time to make connection, heal a lot of the past, and even though that stuff happened in real time, we don't need to be stuck in it. The example we were using is if somebody is begging a child to stay here, and of course we want children to get well, we want everyone to get well, and if the child is unable to and ends up out of body, The fact that the parent might feel upset that they might not have guided them well or helped them in the transition as opposed to the begging and the kid feeling, oh, I let them down. So what we talked about is that pretty immediately, when you're still in, if you're in the room with the person, a scenario would be, and they're talking very specifically to people who are listening here, and which again is a fun time thing because we're doing this in real time, but you're going to listen to it at, an, at a later time. And what that means is these kids are showing up with very specific things they want to get through to their parents. Some things are universal and will vibrate with other parents. Maybe there are other kids here that say, oh, that goes from mine too. But the thing is, <laughs> when the time comes to listening to it, and you can listen to, of course, podcasts, it's not like TV or radio when it's you know on and you have to put it on when it's on. You get to decide. You know, what's really cute is usually the people out of body are lined up and sitting there with you and they're experiencing it with you. And if um, your kid's talking to you or a loved one's talking to you, if they're here now doing it in real time, they will surely let you know when you're listening to it whenever you do. You'll feel it. But here's the other thing. They like to hug you. They like to play you might not be thinking anything about anything and just listening and somebody out there who loves you might come in and give you a hug. When you open yourself up to this, the healing is tremendous on whatever level, whatever layer you would like it to be. And 
And the people out there, and especially the kids who've been talking about this, want us to be the most comfortable we can be, the happiest we can be, because when we're happy and joyful, we're closer, literally, to their vibrational frequency. And so it's really, truly amazing. We, we need to grieve and, and release, but we need to hug each other and see the sunset and hug the puppies and the kitties or the lizards or whatever you're into and let it raise your vibration. In other words, the more connection to the joy on the earth plane, the more connection to the loved ones who are not walking on the physical plane, but are still here with us wanting to help us, even though we are still on the physical plane. So the last podcast, when we finished it, I realized I signed off and I felt all these kids and I got such a rush of emotion, such a release. And it was like, I, I literally couldn't stop crying. And I thought, what, what is that? And they're just so happy to get it out there. I realize that, of course, when I cry, it's the, the grief of the situation. I don't want anyone to have that situation. Of course not. We want everything to be good for everybody. But what happened when I finished that last podcast, I could feel the way I do having somebody come through me. Like I'll feel pain in a certain area, like I'll get a pain in the neck, and then they'll quickly you know, whether somebody, they're trying to say so-and-so is a pain in the neck, I was a pain in the neck, or I have a tumor in my neck, or I threw my neck out, or he broke his neck. That will come in, but usually it starts with a physical wave, and it's their way of teaching me after many years how to get faster, and I really appreciate it. It's, it's so interesting because that flood of emotion at the end, even though I know I agree for everybody who's, you know, we want everyone to be happy, I realized right after that it was a release and relief of emotion from out there that they feel understood, that they feel there's so much going on out there. Their love is continuous. They don't have an agenda other than to let us know that anything, any love we gave matters, everything we poured into, you know, it's it's come in so beautifully that we're each other's scrapbook. And when somebody passes, you think that it's gone. But it's not. As we now know, the physical brain is not what carries it. People are channeling out there, and they do not have their physical brain with them. They're on the spiritual plane. The soul is the memory keeper. The brain is the memory organizer, unless it gets disheveled and I remember with, when my mother had dementia, she was so very frustrated. It, I channeled in and said, you know what? Everything is in there. It just fell off the shelf. And I thought about it after. I thought, wow, if we think that the brain has everything and then the brain has an injury or a dysfunction, that's, that's my, I mean, it's depressing enough as it is. But if we think that, that all, all of that is gone, I can't tell you how often, and it happened with my own mom, that, you know, she was physically blind and would, would open her eyes and, and turn to where somebody was about to walk in and say who it was. All of that is the soul and the brain aids and abets until sometimes it doesn't. And that's what we're here to learn about because the brain can be our friend until it's not. We know all about that stuff. The thing is that... What what happened for me emotionally was it had nothing to do with the brain. It had to do with them just feeling this release of, oh, 
because any bit of their parents not suffering makes them happy. Every bit of their parents not suffering raises their parents' vibe, literally, so they can play with people and pull you in and keep that dance going. So let's talk about that real time. In the last podcast, we talked about releasing some of the moments that you might feel stuck on that, oh, you weren't there, or you said this, or you didn't do that, and how it can be healed because the soul continues and the interplay is going on, whether you know it or not. We talked about a mama who couldn't function for a long time. Her daughter knew that the, the inability to function, it wasn't that she didn't love her other children, but that she loved so well she didn't know where to put the love and she couldn't put it towards herself. Our brains concoct all kinds of things. They do. That's why we're here, to think and to allow the brain to be complementary as our gut instinct and our heart drives the vehicle. And what's been coming in a lot in the channeling I'm doing, and of course it, it comes in all, all the time, but just lately, so much so, especially if you have a loved one out there who's out of body, just because you're wearing your vehicle, just because you're wearing your coat, just because you have your fluctuating physical implement that you're driving right now for your expansion and for your learning, it does not mean you are less than your loved one out of body. We have something more. We have this body so that we can manipulate things and, and hug each other in ways that we might not if we had stayed out of body. Out of body, there's no feeling of limitation. Everybody, you don't have to worry about where you live or feeding people or, you know, there's a balance there. And so when people come here, it's really about who are you underneath it? We come here to learn because we want to know. Oh, sure, we'll share, we'll give, we'll do it. We'll... And then you learn to be a little competitive and then you learn that Maybe your parents want you to be this way as opposed to that way. One of my biggest revelations was when it was channeled in that sometimes even racism or cruelty is originally started in the person as a quest for love. And you would go, what? Yeah, it is because a little kid will be watching their parent and they want their parents' approval, so they'll repeat it. They're not going to like who daddy doesn't like. They're going to think they're wrong if mommy thinks they're wrong. And what are they doing? They don't know those other people to think they're wrong or not right or not as good or not that all that baloney. They're only trying to have mommy or daddy say, yes, yes, that's a good one. When they see, when we as children see enthusiasm, we want to get on board. And then we have to discern later, wait a minute, what fits us, what doesn't? So that's the discernment and that's our growth and that's all that sweetness. And that's why I'm told to tell you right here, right now, that even though, and it certainly would make sense, that you want to follow, especially a child out of body, you know, you're entrusted with their care. What about now? Who's going to cook for them? Who's going to make? Who's going to do? The thing is, if you turn on your own breath before, in other words, if you're giving up the opportunity, not just for the remainder of your earthly days, but if you're giving up that opportunity, you don't end up hanging out with your kids out there or with anyone else. First, you go into rehab setting to find out why you would give up your breath and not finish what you were here to do. 
That's a pretty hard task if somebody you love so much is out there, especially a child. Oh, God, especially. <laughs> but then you realize something else. You see, wanting to chase them makes perfect sense. I, I'm hearing this for the first time. They've been talking about this a lot out there, and it's, wow, it's a revelation even to me. Maybe you're staying here so that they can perfect their skills of communication. Maybe you're still here so that they can continue, and you can continue parenting in the way that they would like you to, acknowledging them, collaborating with them, understanding that whether you're conscious of it or not, you're walking down a parallel path of healing with them. Maybe that's part of the equation. Think of it this way, they're saying. You come into body, you live your life, and eventually you're going to have a child. Whether that child comes through your body or a surrogate or adoption, that child has been waiting to come through and come to you. What happens during that time? You're living your life. Should they sit there and do nothing and not learn anything and not be anything and not do anything? No. They're doing everything, and they're loving us. And so we're not missing them quite that way because even though we left each other on the physical plane to go back out, and we, you know, of course, in dreams and in visits, but we're not bereft because they haven't come into our day to day. Once they come into the day to day, it's a whole new life and such potential. And God, how we want to fulfill those dreams of ours for them and theirs for us and the overlap and all of that that we work out. But maybe there's a shift, and maybe that's not why they went. Why? Who knows why? They do, we do, God knows, maybe they do, maybe. I think there's a much bigger plan. To try and figure out their why when we're in a grief state would do us, they're saying out there, a little bit of a disservice because it's, you know, we're going to try and phys figure out why with our brain, and that's when the platitudes come in. Oh, they're in a better place. And oh, he's not suffering anymore. Really, we don't know how much those things can help us. But people really do mean well so much of the time. And they don't know what to say. And it's scary. But so very often when you're in this situation and not knowing why, trying to figure out why with your brain, which is not the core, it's the helper, can throw you off balance. And like the mama who couldn't function and take care of her other children, it makes sense that if, if there is no way to figure out anything logically, then what is life anyway? And we're in the body. How can we figure it out logically? I, I don't know. If somebody can, I, I, I know I can't. I feel so honored and blessed to be able to channel. I wish everybody, could, and I don't have any moving parts that other people don't have. I just, you know, I think everybody has the ability and most people don't look to wanting the ability until they're so desperate for it. And that makes sense. And I understand that because we're here to live our life. And when our life extends beyond the physical life, oh boy, it's time to get reacquainted with the spiritual plane. But guess what? You've lived there, probably spent more time there than in body. Who knows? You know how to navigate out there. But you're in the physical body now, and we perceive that as limiting the soul because we're in the body. 
And we think of, and we were taught that we have five senses. Well, that's a hoot. What's your intuition? When you think of your kid and you're filled with light, <laughs> which sense is that? It's really interesting because I came in seeing and hearing people. As the years go on, and there have been many, I see and hear less, but I download more. Our daughter can do it. Lots of kids, lots of kids come in, and they, you know, she's not a kid, she's grown up, but a lot of the new crop of people who can see and hear, they don't do it the same way. They're not relying on the senses. That's kind of old school. I feel like I've been progressing by letting go of the senses so that they could get faster. They're te teaching me the shorthand. Crop of kids coming in now, they feel it. They know it. It comes through their body. They're relying on their senses less. Our daughter will look around the room and she could tell you, this years ago, she was a teenager, she would tell her, say what everyone's color aura is. And that's all great fun. You don't want to fall in love with the tools, but it's kind of fun. And then she would say, I don't see any color. I feel it. We would play games when she was a kid. She'd want to hold a piece of construction paper or a crayon with her eyes closed, not knowing the color, she'd feel the color. We're designed to download in so many ways. And we're taught that we have five senses. We know there's no limitation to our sensing, our sensing, our knowing. You're out there and you feel something and you look down and there's the nickel that your kid wanted to give you. Heads up, because that was your deal. You know who you are. You know these things. Your kid got it through to you. You know when to turn your head, because that's when there's a dog that looks like it's smiling, and your kid always laughed at that and thought it was the best. These are very specific things that are very beautiful, but these are very specific things that are coming from very specific kids who are going to get it to their parents' ear, even if somebody else hears it and says, you know what, didn't, wasn't, huh, what? They're always networking. They're busy networking. We like to get into our past and network about what we did wrong. We like to look at what we didn't do or fulfill enough. Like we talked about, maybe we're upset because we said, hang on, hang on, and then they couldn't. And we don't want them to feel that they disappointed us. Everything is intention. Do you know what I'm told about channeling? Uh, you know, do you have to know how to do it? No. You align your intention. You do that protection and you state your intention, and then you ask for help, and you download, and it's different for everybody. And don't get disappointed if it isn't thunder or lightning immediately. Like I've said before, I can channel for other people. When my mother transitioned, I couldn't channel her for over a year. I could feel her, but it was too hard. So that's really normal. Don't go judging. Don't let that brain of yours go judging. Drop down into your heart, because that's where your kid's reaching out. Drop down into your heart because that's what your kid is asking from you. Of course you still love your kid. You know how many kids I've channeled that said, I know this is a really dumb thing to ask, but if you could have had another kid who would have stayed longer, you still would have picked me, right? You know what the answer is. And you know what? We don't remember our deals. And, and sometimes they don't. And maybe... It feels to me there has to be, especially when we're never blocked from each other, except with our own illusion. It's magnificent. And is there grief? Yeah, there is. 
And when I stopped when I was channeling one day and said, why, why, this young man came in and said, to learn, and I said this before, to learn that love is greater than pain. If you didn't love me so much, you think your kids don't know how much you love them? That if you say the wrong thing, or if you go through the drawer and you find a note and they were mad, or you find this, there's like six kids out there specifically on that one. And you thought I was mad and you think that there's so much going on. We need to process. And when something so devastating happens, like a transition of someone we love, there's a punch in the stomach that the processing just isn't going to happen. The heart can't fathom it, and the brain will put us into shock, and it will do whatever it has to do so that we don't just drop dead ourselves because we can't breathe. Of course, there's no dead. We're talking about transitioning, but they're making a statement, so I repeated it. But you know, thank the mind for trying to protect you. Thank the mind for the negotiation Thank the mind that if you, if you were dealing with God and your deal didn't come through the way you want, it's okay, you're still dealing. You're still dealing and asking for the right path, for life and expansion, and for gifting with more days, more time. But what is time? We're sometimes on the same frequency and we're sometimes not. So what does that mean? We always want, I remember... My, my mother's mother passed when she was 19 years old. And she told me when I was little that her mother really helped her. And she said, no matter when I go, if I go before you, that's the order that I want it to be. That's God's order. That's the way it should be. And she said, so she was so young, she was only 19, but that comforted her. What happens when it's out of order? What happens, well... You know, as we know, there's, we, we've talked about this before as well. Depending on, there, there are many things and archetypes and things to teach us. And one of them is from Jesus. Was Mary able to keep her son here when God decreed that he would no longer be in his body? If that's your faith, and it's come into people of that faith, does that mean Mary failed? She's not a good mother. No, of course not. And there are many other, you know, I'm, I'm sure when we look through mythology and, and all the different stories from all the different cultures, you think God has animosity? I, I'm recalling Irma Bombeck. Remember Irma Bombeck? If you're old enough, you do. Um, she would write these beautiful things, and she has... <laughs> books out, I remember the name of one, and she passed many years ago. Oh yeah, that she's right here. I, I, I was lucky enough to channel her once. I guess I'm channeling her again. One of her books has a great name, Life's a Bowl of Cherries, Why Am I in the Pits? I think it's something like that. She wrote a Mother's Day piece years ago, and she's just here listening. Um, it really stayed with me where I channel for so many moms and dads. And on Mother's Day, she said... I really, really want to focus on all the love. And, and I, I, okay, I don't have the words. She says she wants to honor, it's her words, we need to honor and recognize and lift up every mother that ever had to give one back. 
And you know what? Talk to a lot of parents who have been through this situation and their neighbors cross the street and won't talk to them. I'm crying because kids are crying. They see it. They see it all the time. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I remember seeing somebody when um, we had both seen each other pregnant and then I, you know, I had miscarried and she was holding her baby and we're sitting and talking and she's nursing her baby. And I said, oh, and by the way, I had a miscarriage. And of course she knew I was pregnant. She had seen me pregnant. And she looked at me and it was with such kindness. And it was with such empathy. And she said, I didn't know if I should say anything. I'm sure you're all well acquainted with that stuff going on out there. And maybe we were like that before we had things happen. But I hear from people, well, okay, kids out there, let it be from us. Say my name, say my name, say my name. Parents are hungry to hear it. And conversations that we have with parents, oh, what are they doing? What are they up to? That's a really hard part for a parent to lose. And if a parent can gain that back, or have it continue from right away, however it works for every individual. What your kids are doing, what your loved ones are doing, what your parents are doing, these parallel growth paths, they're integral to our expansion, whether we're conscious of them or not. But isn't it amazing? I see it with Carrie and Johnny, Michaela's parents, with Diego's mom, Sita, that we talk about with such excitement and pride and wonder and sweetness what they're doing now, what they're accomplishing. There's a young man, Connor, who wants to speak up. And I think it would be really lovely to have his parents come and join us. He says he would like to do that, so I guess I'm supposed to call him up and ask them. He has been telling his parents that how he's maneuvering out there and learning and growing, he's taking everything he learned from his parents and incorporating it 
into what he's doing now. He's being brave. And when his parents are on, we'll talk about some of the cool things he's doing. He's networking. He's bringing the vibe up. He's helping a lot of young people. He's a young man, and he's helping a lot of young people who might not know who they are because they don't feel like they're fitting into society the way society says they should fit. And wait a minute, who says we have to be? Wait a minute. Let's talk about autonomy. So he's using his parents' strength and love that they gave him every day. But now through channeling, and you know whether you have a channeler or not, the whole point of the podcast, and all of us are out there, so many people, we all want everyone to know, I'm learning with you, they're learning with you. We're all in it together to raise it and expand. So now that he recognizes, and it probably came to them without anyone else channeling for them, but every which way, however it goes, the expansion they now know, that if they get a wave of something and they say, hey, Connor, you know, you remember when this, and, and, and he'll come in and he'll ask for advice and he'll give advice. He needs that collaboration. And here's the thing. You think it's all hugs and kisses because they're out on the, on the spiritual plane. They, they want to, one just said, we want the deets, you know. My brother just got into what school? I want to know what's going on. One kid argued with his brother because he didn't agree who won at the end of whatever it was show they were watching with those singing competitions. And before the kid went out, his, he and his brother used to watch it every season. And that season, he went out of body before it finished. And he was mad. He wanted the other guy. And he had quite the conversation about it. In other words, the things that are fun for them are really a lot of the things that we did. Michaela's parents talked about they go to the ocean and they choose. It isn't easy, but they're choosing the things that would not just bring them joy, but they know brings her joy. That's why they want you to eat their favorite cake on their birthday. You can have your favorite on yours, but they're laughing. Eat my favorite. Get the present that you know I want, then donate it. I'll make sure it gets to the right kid who wouldn't have had it otherwise. The connection to the earth plane is so strong. In other words, how we are is so important to them, and it's part of their bliss. So sitting on a cloud with a harp, or if you've been taught that, is not bliss. Bliss is hearing their name and hearing mom laugh and dad shake his head and go, oh, that kid, oh my God, yeah, with a laugh and a smile because that kid's taking it in at that moment. We know all the books say you need to share those memories and hear them and feel them. Your kids are happy for them. You think when they're in body and they're in the other room and they're hearing you brag about them or oh, the cute story or when you, when you really had to cover your mouth because you couldn't laugh at whatever adorable thing. You think they don't need that anymore? Yeah, God is good. They're surrounded by angels. They're surrounded by every being that came before them that might be in your family. But they need you. And all you have to do is choose. All you have to do is say yes. And you don't have to do anything. It's your being. Human being. Animals don't have to, they don't have to be called animal beings because they know how to be. (laughs) Isn't that a funny thing? I never heard of that before. I want to know which kid came up with that. It's an older teenage boy who loves dogs. 
and he loves dogs that look really ferocious and scary. And he had three pities before he went out. So, Mama, you know which kid this is. Different Mama. I know I used the word Mama, not the one we referred to earlier. I'm referring to the mother who's going to hear this at this some point in time, or somebody will relate it to her, or maybe it'll come in from another way. <sighs> they need us. The physical stuff is really important to them because that joy is. You know how you miss your child's laughter? They want yours. That's their life's blood. That's their energy. You see, we have blood. We have energy. We have words. We have all kinds of things. They vibrate at a higher frequency. So much energy. Laughter is a kaleidoscope of color. Hugs. Saying goodnight and throwing a kiss. It's like, oh, picture the most beautiful kid movies you've seen with the wind and the animation wraps around them and the leaves and the flowers. Think of Snow White with the bluebird on her shoulder. These things are literally happening. Your child's wrapped around you. They need to hear. You need to feel. You need to know. But it's all there. Animals. So I, I open my eyes. I do this with my eyes closed, and I open my eyes, and there's a big, giant, 20-pound puss, kitty cat, sitting right next to me. Can't get closer. They love this energy. When I channel, if, if I'm home as opposed to the office, they will be on top of me in whatever way they can. If I'm at somebody else's house, their animals will do the same. They love the vibration. We've got our thinkers on. We tend to think we're less. I love that, you know, whoever's out there said, we have to remember we're called human beings because, you know, we've all heard it in terms of the pop psych, but human doings, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing. It's when we stop with the doing because when it comes to kids, you will do anything you can for them. They want you to be. They want you to be freer in your heart, more peaceful in your soul with the knowingness. Physically walking the earth, yeah, difficult. You know. However, they're walking with you. And as they take your hand in this form, because literally they are, they want some of the heaviness to melt away. They don't want anyone to be a brick wall, and you're not, even though the grief can feel like you're slammed up against it. But when you just take a deep breath and do it with me, let's do our little protection and invite them in. You're feeling them. You know this. Take a deep breath. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. Let's add something. So the children and all those we love and the animals too could be drawn to the light, felt heard, felt understood in whatever manner they feel with our exchange of energy, because you have to realize something big. Because you're in your body, you're not anything less, but the mind, the mind wants to prove it to yourself and it wants evidence and that's what we do in the physical. So relax the mind and know that you're being and if you take a deep breath, your child, your loved one, your doggy, 
Your gecko. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that too. Three parrots. Lots of dogs and cats and a whole lot of kids. They're with you. They're relaxing their energy. They're sharing their energy and their need. What is their need? Peacefulness, joy, love. Do they understand what you're going through? They see it. They get help with it. If it takes you a long time and you're frustrated because you should be channeling by now, it's okay. Whether you're feeling it literally or not, they're wrapped around you. However long the process takes, they're wrapped around you. However long the process takes, and then you're going to hit your hand to your head and go, why couldn't I have been, it's been six years and I, I want to tell them I love them all along and I didn't know I should be, they knew. Because they knew what was ever, what was in there twisting up your gut and breaking your heart was the love that you didn't know how. They're here to receive it. They're here to exchange it and process it back and forth. They're here to share it. Picture that figure eight again, lying on its side, and just follow it with your mind, with your eyes, with your finger, with your heart. The up and the down and the in and the out, back and forth. That's how connected you are. Even when the brain doesn't know. Even when the consciousness doesn't know. Because the child does. The child sees you right away and has been taking care and wanting to do everything they can do to learn. Now, don't get mad at yourself and say, oh, if I had only learned it faster, the kids wouldn't have had to. No, 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 no. We're synchronized beautifully in our journeys. We like to be so self-critical. Please don't. These are your kids asking. Please don't be critical about it. We're holding the space while you're figuring out things on other levels. And while we're holding that space and exchanging with you, we're learning. Thank God humans need to sleep. Sometimes we dance with you while you're flying. Other times you're doing something else, talking to Freud or whatever we do in our sleep. The thing is, they're learning, they're growing, they're expanding. This whole idea that we shouldn't ask them because it takes them away from what they should be doing. That's not true. It really doesn't feel right to be asking to manipulate something for our own gain that doesn't have to do with and a high vibration. We know all that. You know, everyone asks me about lottery numbers, you know. Sure, great. So one day I said, okay, I'll ask. I went in, you're supposed to whatever, mark them off, scratch them or do whatever, or you know, pick numbers. And they said, 14, pick 14. Now you pick the rest. 14 is the only one that'll come up. And it was. How it works, it's all about intention. And it's kind of fun to play these games. However, in terms of love, in terms of soul connection, you think when you were walking the earth and your kid <laughs> was looking to come in, you think maybe you went for infer in through infertility issues and maybe they came in through somebody else so they could still know you? You think that you don't know all the things that go on out there. It's all love-driven. So while we're in body, we translate it with our mind so that we can grow in the earthly experience that we have chosen. But when someone we love transitions back into the physical <laughs> release of the body into the spiritual realm, they're not so different than us. We're just still wearing our body. 
But they want, and they need, and they feel. And they're not mad that we don't get it right away. Because part of the journey is the unconsciousness of it. You're not thinking about what your kid's thinking about before they come in, usually. Unless you want them to come in, and they're not coming in right away, and you might ask them why. The thing is, some things we have to figure out, but it's always a grand collaboration with our spiritual family. So if you needed the time to sit and fester, whatever it is, whatever got you to this point, whatever got you to the place of listening, of taking responsibility to want to hear what they have to say so that your heart can resonate with that truth rather than being stuck in the horror of what happened on the physical plane. Because I, I often think about that song, you know, you're stuck in a moment it's and you can't get out of it. Kids will often use that line to say their parents are stuck in that. If they saw something or the moment they heard or what they picture or the whatever it is, the kids are not stuck in that moment. It was a transitional moment where they're held immediately. They're not lost. They're not scared. They might be scared going at things. A lot's going on. But the soul... You know, if you're afraid of going out of body, it's like, it's like you, you're afraid of falling asleep. You trust your soul. We all know how to do that. And so our brain makes it something harder. We're not so separate from our loved ones. You know why? Because they're loved ones. And love is the most tangible, permeable, <laughs> expandable, concrete, real Thing that we're dealing with. Because you might be walking on the physical plane, but your love for someone has turned that world upside down and it no longer makes sense. Love is the biggest thing we've got. And you're never disconnected. Even if there was anger, even if there was something that caused something. There are always some kinds of situations. Maybe there's a situation that there's something else going on. We're talking about most. We're talking about love and intention, and we'll talk about the others at another time. But even in that situation, you think there isn't love there in some form? There is. Even if you're, God, if your kid went off and you were mad at them, were you mad because you were trying to align them to their highest good or their safest way? When you drop down into the heart, you'll realize. When you drop down into the gut, you'll feel the truth. When you open your heart and your arms and your mind and every part of your soul to the reciprocity, to the alignment of what's shared, we do lose something on the physical plane that we anticipated. But your soul, their soul, the loss that feeling of it can lead to a grandeur you didn't know possible. Michaela's mom, nobody wants to learn this way, but Michaela's mom said, I went from, you can only imagine, but what I want to repeat is Michaela is saying, I, I look forward to waking up in the morning to see where it will take us, this love. They're with you. They love you. Love yourself enough to let it go and know that they already have. 
And so if we want to walk beside them in truth, let it go because they're loving us that much and they don't want us to carry it. And think of all the space for the learning and the sharing and the understanding of what they're learning, what they're doing. Because how you perceive them and what you give to them, directing your intention, is huge and important and visceral for them and tangible. Because that is love. Have fun with this. You're surrounded. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.